You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 535. This is for Monday, January 12th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. Right, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, you sound, you sound perturbed. He's just French. That's just the way they sound. Just the way they sound? <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. It's DB in Arizona bringing you a new episode of the brand, brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. Welcome to 2015. We are back recording shows for you like we like to do, talking about Mini Coopers and all the fun other things that we talk about. Uh, joining me this evening, as always, my good friend Todd Pearson, motoringpadges.com over in the far, well, actually far right, oddly enough, tonight. Todd, say hi. Greetings. You realize that 2015, we are in our 10th year of doing this now. We are in officially in our 10th year for doing this. Can you believe that? That's a bit wild. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, joining us tonight also, our head mechanic, good Reverend Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. Why, hello, everybody. Hey, sounds really good. Sounds nice, I think. <laughs> and, of course, um, Alexandri is here this evening as well. <laughs> Ooh, so funny. Oh <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I guess, I don't know why people keep on pronouncing the E this way. I need to change my name. Because well, the, yeah, we'll just say it's Alex. the French Alex is yeah, Alex But is Alex, I thought you would have noticed Greetings. That, you have, that you've actually been upgraded out of new guy status to regular guy. Woohoo! There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the second year of broadcasting. We have hats or something. <laughs> we have shirts. All right. No, we, we have, actually shirts. have shirts. You have shirts. You have a shirt. I have a shirt. I do have a but shirt. Except it doesn't have a collar, so you won't wear it because you're fan all fandango like that. Anyhow. <laughs> He's like um, me. We're talking about Mini Coopers on a Monday night like we like to do. We've got a lot of Mini Cooper news to catch up on. We have a lot of other things that we're going to talk about as well. Before we get to any of that, and before I talk about sponsor, I have a quick question for Todd. And I'm on the internet to, this week um, looking through the Facebook. Yeah. And it turns out that one of the jobs, and I just wanted to verify this. I want to make sure it wasn't like some kind of weird CGI movie spoof or something. But one of the jobs of the Kansas City Police Department is actually cattle wrangling on the highway. Uh, that's actually Lenexa Police Department, not Kansas City. That's, and that's where you live. That happened two miles from my house. So, so that was legit. Yeah, that was that was totally legit. It happened. Okay. They shut down a major highway because a cattle truck spilled over. And this happened like four or five months ago. But it's been going around the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, uh, most recently to where because I saw that and I thought it was funny. It was kind of funny because the guys in the 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 Lenexa, lovely Lenexa Police Department, who um. Man, they're they're good, by the way. I mean, I I really respect these guys. I got a couple of friends who work there. Um, a cattle truck pulled, you know, spilled over on the highway, and there was these cows roaming free, and uh, uh, some of the cops Blood. they have SUVs, they have um these these big like Ford suburbans, Ford, yeah, the big suburban like whatever, and they're jumping the medians trying to wrangle yeah. these cows until they literally had cowboys on horses get these cows and like wrangle them into a field to where they get them off the highway because they didn't want anybody to run into a cow. I mean, that would be yeah, bad. I mean, that's not cool for the cow, and it's not cool it for hurts. a person to hit a car. Yeah, yeah. Hurts. Yeah, but it was kind of funny because there's video of it uh, floating around Facebook now with the Lenexa Police yep. Department. Um, I saw that, and I thought of you right away, so I just had to make sure that, you know, yeah. see if that was really legit. It's walking distance from my house where that happened. Well, mm. that's interesting. Yep, very cool. See, I thought you lived in kind of like a more city. Less rural. I do, I but you, say, you know what? You drive two miles and it's cow pastures. Yeah, 
It's, oh, okay. It's Kansas. I mean, it's yeah. Kind of <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to go far. It's like Phoenix. You drive two miles and you're in the desert. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no say... like there's no cows like wandering around wild out there and. Well, that, nothing that is ro- on... nothing lives in the desert. That's why. Well, yeah. So <laughs> you grow you one thing there: sand and cactuses. <laughs> Cacti. Well, and rosemary. Cacti. Rosemary grows like a weed out here, just so you know. Oh, there you go. See? And uh, don't, don't, uh, agave. You, you make some Yeah, we tequila. play get agave, I'm, but I'm, I'm not a horticulturist or whatever that is, so I don't just can't Botanist. It's a botanist. Yeah. You know, what, you know what else we grow out here in Phoenix? We grow bitchin' car shows. You know Bear Jackson's coming up this week. Nice. I'm not going. Starts uh, starts Saturday. I'll watch Started it. Started Saturday. On whatever TV channel it's on. <clears throat> yeah, this is a big one. It runs for like eight days. It runs for an entire week. Starts Friday and ends like the following Sunday. I know it's so much fun. You know, it dude, it's so I've gone before. It's so cool because it's like going to a county fair, but remove everything and replace all the things with cars, and it's just like a county fair. I mean, you got the you've got the the hot dog on a stick. People are there. You've got the, <laughs> the funnel cakes, the giant pickles. <laughs> You know what's all even cooler? Things. You guys are all going to be cars. You're all, you guys are going to be jealous when I tell you this. What's even cooler is uh, my lady friend and I will sit down and we'll watch one of these auto auctions. It could be anything. It could be Barrett Jackson and uh, the the Meekum whatever. Yeah. And we'll sit down and we'll watch it. We'll get kind of addicted to it. And she turns to me and she goes, "Someday can we just go to one of these and have enough money to where we just buy something? <laughs> like something comes up that I like, can we just buy it?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> you, you know, there's there. Cars go off at Barrett Jackson for less than twenty grand all the time. I know, I know. Oh, yeah, That's what we're time. we're watching all the time. It, in and fact, goes, I think the bulk of the cars at Barrett Jackson go off for like less than twenty five. Yeah, yeah. We're looking at that, and that's where I'm going. That'd be so like, cool. Like decent rides, like stuff that's like, well, that'd be kind of cool to have in the garage to take out on the weekend or a daily drive or whatever. Nineteen seventy eight Trans Am, dude. <laughs> I bet you can find a really bitching El Camino there. Oh, uh, you know what? There was a really bitching El Camino one a couple years ago. There was a really nice El Camino. It was a sixty five. It was super nice. Yeah. It was super nice. You can't go maybe, after 72 because if you get over older than 72, it's just crap. Maybe uh, maybe back this year. Maybe. Maybe if I go. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But a 78 Trans Am, too. Actually, I think, a, uh, I, think it was a 70, I think it was a 77 is actually the correct year. Smoking the man at Trans Am. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. That could be an interesting question for our audience. It's like, have, has anybody documented or seen the same car in there more than one year like it was sold one year and then the next year it came back and sold again you know oh i bet oh, that, that happens i think yeah. that happens all the time i think it's a terribly incestuous group that <laughs> uh, that and the, the cars just get passed around like you know maybe like a like a three dollar hooker or something yeah <laughs> more than that. i don't know I don't know. I'm it's been a while since DB's just, been. I'm just making it up as I go along. Yeah. Chat. I have yeah. no idea what I'm talking about. It's been a while since well, DB's been uh, to the horror house. Let's start a show then. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about some news from MotoringFile.com. We've got some. We're actually going to talk chat about some interesting things um, that got us riled up pre-show. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, we're going to get to all that here in just a minute. Before we do, let's remind you guys: uh, New Year. Same sponsors because these guys are awesome and they keep supporting White Roof Radio and we hope that you support them as well. Uh, like our good friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. That is the place. If you're new to minis and you need stuff for your mini, anything for your mini, it doesn't matter what you need. You can get it over at outmotoring.com. You can get all the really cool interior pieces, all the really cool exterior bits. You can get car care products, tools, hats, shirts, shoes, watches. You can get all the things for your Mini, and it doesn't matter which, which Mini you have, all the things for your Mini over at OutMotoring.com. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do that. 
I want you to go find something something nice for yourself. You got Christmas money. I want you to go spend it over there. And then before you do, I want before you actually check out, I want you to scroll to the bottom of the page and I want you to enter your email address in the box that signs you up for the newsletter. When you do that, it's going to give you a 5% discount code automatically in your inbox. Once a month, you'll get a fresh one so you're not you don't forget to go shopping at outmotoring.com. It's super handy. And then uh, you know, you get to save 5%. Awesome. Go over there and do that. And then um, when you're also when you're checking out, I think there's a place to leave a comment. You can also say thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. And so do they over at outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and grits, high gloss, tire dressing, 22 ounce. That's outmotoring.com. It's really a thing. Nice. For reals. Grits? Is it grits or griots? griots? I think it's griots. It's griots? Fr- it's French. <clears throat> the T is French. silent. I, I I always thought it was griots. Alex, what do you maybe, think? Maybe not. I think it's griots. How do you spell it? G R I O T O T S. Griot. See, I, I think it's griot. I've seriously. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe we should get somebody it. on from there. No, because uh, you know what? The nerds will the nerds will go on about that for hours, Chad. Honestly, we're <laughs> no, not talking about tires. I'm talking somebody that actually is from there. Oh, we should totally get somebody from Griot's on and say, "How do you pronounce your name?" Thank you for the interview. Have a good night. Yeah. If anybody has a contact, let us know. Easy. Alex, Alex, and you guy, you're on it. One question on it on the air. (laughs) All right, it could be a thank you, thank you, good night. A five minute phone call. That's all we need. That's all we need. Anyway, Maestro, how about some of that news music, if you please? Boom, there it is. And then we click over to. Dude, what are you doing? We click over to (laughs) motoringfile.com. I do think it's Uh, real. And we're clicking over just for just so everybody knows, is we are clicking over to www. .motoringfile.com. We are aware of the issues. Again, have returned with the motoringfile.com, and we are trying to get those sorted out. Uh, just type www. You'll be fine. Just type www. And don't use the home links because they don't work. Anyway, um, you click over to motoringfile.com. We're going to go to page two, and this is where uh, we found this out last week. I mean, some of this news is a bit old, but just suck it. Uh, so the navigation system is going to lose the ability to update on the 2002 through 2010 models. Yes, um, <clears throat> that. And that's not really the fault of Mini, uh, Mini at all, is it? Well, it's because it's DVD based, and the company right. is just—they're not—they're either what are they going out of business, or they're not making them anymore. But I don't think they're going to produce. This DVDs. happens to car companies all the time. It happened to my parents, who had a—I uh, fact, they still have it—an Acura RL, and um, at the time, state-of-the-art nav system. It was DVD based, and turns out it's like. This happened really early on to them, um, and if you have a 2010 with nav, it's going to be like f- you know four or five years that it becomes obsolete. It's like no right. longer you can't update it. You can still use it with the maps that are in there, but right. with the uh, we all know you know we've gone places and it's like even the latest maps, even on your phone, if you're using you know Google Maps or whatever, it's not always you know 100 percent accurate where it's like oh telling you to take this off ramp well it's not on the left anymore now it's on the right or vice versa so anyway that's what's happening to uh to the mini yeah the problem is uh is the company that provides the the map updates is no longer supporting physical media yep yep which is the dvd based system Um, and there's no and there's no other way to update that system so if you have a dvd burner somebody's got to figure out a way to hack it somebody's got to figure out a way to 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 get that available right but i gotta tell you the demand for it is probably so incredibly low how many people do we know here who have nav on a pre-2010 mini i don't know a single person me neither i I know some people unfortunately but i know a couple um i'm surprised that 
that they manufacturers in general have not gone to the same style uh, internet based updating. You know, I think I think they did style, after two. You know? I think they did after 2011. Yeah, they, or after 2010. They did. I know the card that we had was a 2011, and um, you could update the uh, the map system, but you had to do it via a flash drive. Right. Right. So, which right. is weird. And so anyway, that's not really going to affect you. It uh, might hurt you at resale, so you might want to think about getting rid of that car a year or two earlier. Oh, well, it's Maybe. like I said, it's not going to be that. It'll still work. It's not. Yeah, gonna, that's true. It's still going to work. It's not it just won't be accurate. Yeah, the maps just won't be updatable. So when they build new roads, yeah, you're on your own. But like any good driver, you should always be paying attention to the road, no matter what your GPS is telling you. <laughs> like uh, how many YouTube <laughs> because videos? Because when you are... drive into the ocean, it's still the ocean. Yeah, dude, pay attention. Even though it says turn left, and there's a one way street, don't do it. <laughs> I don't care what the nav says. There's got to be just tons of stories of that from people. But anyway, one, hey, speaking thing. speaking of navigation, um, I'm going to bring this up because we haven't talked about this before. That if you have Mini Connected in the new, uh, either either one, I think this works for um, the R56 generation of Mini Connect. If you have Mini Connected in your car, let's just say that there's a new mm-hmm. app called um, JourneyMate XL. It is, oh, right. it is an app from Mini. It is directly from Mini, and it is to be used in conjunction with Mini Connected. And this came out, I want to say, uh, late last year, October, November, something like that, maybe a little bit earlier, which was news to me. I'm surprised they didn't have like some big press release about it because it's a pretty cool app. Oh, check it out. This app, <clears throat> iOS and Android. Yes. It's in the Google Play Store. Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's the way you can have uh, um, Android connectivity with your mini connected. But um, what it does is, I think the, the best part of this is you can, I, I'm sitting here with my iPhone right now and I could put an address or a trip in to my phone, the address and everything. I don't, yeah. to, I don't have to be sitting in my car to do this and I no longer have to log on to Google Maps because they've abandoned Google Maps. So anyway, I opened this. Yeah, journey. the whole send a car thing, that was a drag. Yeah, it was a total joke. It just, that, no, that was awesome. It sucks that it's gone. Well, it, I think it was so complicated because you had to be logged into Google. You had to find the place on Google Maps on, on the browser, which is very difficult to find because it's under like a little ellipsis somewhere. It was like, oh, this is something. You click on it. It's like send a car. Anyway, you don't have to do that anymore because you can enter it right in before you leave. And then as soon as you get in the car, you just plug your phone in to the jack it has to actually be jacked in <clears throat> it doesn't do it via bluetooth and um in mini connected it'll show up as journey mate now and then your navigation stuff will be in there now it'll also do you can enter information like this is my destination it'll tell you about parking it'll tell you if you need gas along the way that where the gas stations are it'll go hey you know you're you're low on fuel you've only got 43 miles on the range um here's some fuel stops it tells nice. you stuff like that. Um, it will also pre, you could uh, pre-post to Glimpse. Nice. Um, it will remind you to make a phone call if you're like, oh, I'm taking this trip. Oh, I'm supposed to call my mom at 1030. You can enter that in before you leave, and it will give you a reminder in the car. Hey, you're supposed Ooh. to call your mom now. Call her. And so it it's a lot more like they finally started to think about what people might do. So you set up your trip. Plug it, plug your phone in, and go. So, if you've got Mini Connected, go look for it. JourneyMate XL. It's in the app stores, uh, both iTunes and Android. I'm sure. 
And it's very cool. Yeah, links in the show notes. It's actually in the Google Play Store. I found a link for it to the Google Play Store and in the iTunes Store. It, uh, for the most part, I think it makes Mini Connected, the app itself, obsolete because it does, you know, most everything it does. Now, this is just for trips, so it's just the, 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 the trip aspect of it. If you still want the other things, you want to use things like um, uh, Glimpse and all, you know, all the other integrated apps like, say, uh, Spotify or... What are some other ones that are connected with well, that? Well, Spotify and Glimpse, for sure. We know those two. Yeah, both of those two. Or what's the other music one that I'm I'm forgetting? Here? Oh, um, help me out. Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, those Pandora things. Pandora and uh, the one that all the podcasts are on. Yeah, those will still show up um, in Stitcher. Mini, as Mini Con- and Stitcher. Shows right. up in Mini Connected. But see, this JourneyMate XL shows up as an app just like all of those other ones do, a sub-app mm-hmm. of Mini Connected. Nice. So it's a little confusing, but once you use it once, you'll figure it out. It's, it's very easy, and it's a, a little cool. more integrated. So hey, it, If you I've, have Mini Connected, go try that out and let us know how it goes for you. Leave it on the show notes. I think it's, it's becoming more and more interesting, and I also think that next year, this time next year, we'll be talking about uh, Apple in-car App, integration. Uh, this time next year, we're going to be talking about Apple Play. Yeah, we're going to be talking about in-car and... Um, and how that works. And now we missed it this year. I, I was trying to get to CES because there's a lot of cool car stuff going on at CES. Next year, I think one of us is going to end up at CES and one of us is going to end up at the auto show. So Yeah, I think that's how it's going to work out. Yeah, they, they rolled the i3 out to CES. There's a lot of good car, car stuff. Apple Play, uh, Google in-car, a lot of cool stuff. I'm the trying to keep track of it. The huh? self-parking BMW cars is what was the, the big news I saw on the yeah. Today Show. I saw on my local news. You know, BMW yeah. has a car that can park itself, and yeah. you, you use There's your a iPhone. Lot of yeah, but Google has a car cars. that drives itself, so they can all just back off. Mercedes had one that drove down the strip. Mercedes oh, had I think an I Audi. Had, yeah, an Audi had one that drove uh, from LA, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, five hundred miles. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. And so BMW's like, "Hey, look at us! We can park the thing." <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because when Alex texted me about it, he's like, yeah, they're a little late to the party, but I'm like, yeah. Hey, you got to start somewhere. you got to run before yeah. you can walk. You, you know, personally, I still don't want to buy a car that can park itself because, you know what, I know how to drive. I can park. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm driving a manual. I enjoy it. Like, yeah. I don't need a car that can do that because it only takes one time for it to malfunction. And then I got to explain to my insurance company why my I wasn't rates dri- shouldn't go up because the car is supposed to park itself. My iPhone was driving, honestly. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and it's not that it's a bad thing, but we shouldn't rely so much on yeah. it is fun, every though. little bit. You know, you still need to know how to drive a car because what you know happens what? if that breaks and you don't want to repair it? Here's the thing, but Chad. Chad when I'm driving, it interrupts the time I, that I need for the, during my day to, to catch up on my Twitter feed. No, no. Here's well, what, and, and that and takes, takes a lot off, of time. And it takes my friends. We are. I, I, I agree with that. We but, are all you know, balking at that, but this is the future of driving. The future of driving is all automated. And when it becomes completely automated, meaning that everybody's cars are doing it for themselves, we don't have to think about it anymore. That is when it's no longer a safety issue because the cars are talking to each other. And there's yes. no longer emotions of people behind the wheel. There's no longer anything. Now, yeah. I don't want to see that day. I hope I don't live that long because I still like to drive. I still like to yell at other drivers. Um, you know, for for whatever that's worth, it's it's relaxing for me. Todd, that's okay. You can pull out your first. You can yeah. pull your first gen GP out of the basement, take the cover <laughs> off, wipe off the dust, and go to the put, amusement put park where cane, you can put your cane in the in the boot. <laughs> 
and get in and just drive around and you can just flip off all the driverless cars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Done and done. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go back to the rundown here. Is um, is we've got we've got some stuff and I'm just gonna let Alex go for a minute here, uh, which is a review of 2014, what to expect in 2015. Now, Alex wrote a giant opus, and Gabe <laughs> put in like four Twitter posts. So, uh, Alex, what do we got going on here? Uh, the best of 2014. What do you think? So uh, the, the the thing that I've written, I just wanted to have a look back at what happened uh, in regards to the launch of the F fifty six and also the sales that we that we've seen for the past uh, for the past twelve months. And um, although the uh, I mean the, the 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 summary of the whole thing, because I'm not going to dwell on it too long, it's a very long post. The the summary was the the premises was the, the launch wasn't great for uh, for many reasons. You know we've seen some issues, we've seen the the leaked pictures, we've seen uh, uh, some delays in production. But then the, the car started, you know, selling fairly, fairly well and, and was pretty much in line with uh, the launch sales of the R56, right, back in 2007. Right. But then, uh, and you guys, you know, we, we learned this while we were on MTTS, they all of a sudden, they got an issue with the EPS certification. And, and we think, you know, here, you know, the team thinks that, you know, it could have been probably better managed, which put the sales back into uh you know into a downward trend right and that, that wasn't that wasn't obviously great for for first launch right. uh but then uh, we 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 saw the the sales you know going back up and um and 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 so you know in the end for the for the for the overall volume of the F56 to be pretty much in line with what you would expect when a, when a new car is launching but um although we, you know my assumption is that Mini USA is probably not too far off from their in initial uh, estimates in regards to, to sales of the F56. I'm pretty sure they could have done better. Uh, the EPA issue, could they have avoided it? You know, probably yeah. yes. But they, they in regards to marketing, I think they could have done much, much better from what they, they're, you know, they gave us for 2014. And I'm really, really looking forward to uh, 2015 and see what they have in store for us because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room for uh, for uh, for effort, you know, to be to be made and for you know better better stuff to come out and right. also to to reach the demographics that they want to reach out to. Which so, anyways, all of the, the conclusion ahead, was that the the, the conclusion was that uh, the, the the brand is actually not in a, is doing fine. Uh, it's not doing awesome, but it's doing fine, and I'm sure. And I'm sure that 2015 would actually be the, you know, most likely be the best year of Mini yet, and uh, we're gonna see tremendous sales overall. It's, I think it's, it's no. So you're saying it's it's no smart car. <laughs> no, it's, it it isn't. It's no <laughs> smart car sure. where, where they're selling. And, and like I read two some crazy stuff on the web, you know, while I was researching for the for the thing. And so I'm keeping some links that I'm gonna come back to in six months. To you know, to point out those people that were saying basically Mini is doomed, Mini is doomed, and 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 I think the brand is doing They're totally just, fine. It's just clickbait, is all that stuff is right now. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of the, the people who don't really look at it in, as in depth as you do, but um, just to follow up on what you said about marketing of the, they really didn't push this F fifty six launch. And my attitude is, had they done a better job of marketing and made a bigger press push, it would have been a bigger problem because of the EPA holdup for three months uh, of the cars not shipping. You know, if they'd had a lot bigger demand and then nothing to fill it, I think it was like, 
you know, uh, um, <laughs> uh, the the best possible scenario for them to be kind of a soft launch, if you will. And yeah. now to really push 2015 into, hey, now that the car's out, we've kind of got the bugs worked out, if you will. Let's go. Now, let's segue on to another story. Speaking of the F-56 launch, that we had the EPA issues. We've had three safety recalls, three consumer safety full-on recalls. You get a letter, you need to take your mini back to the dealer, X is wrong. Those three recalls in the F-56, and this is in the first seven months of production, okay? So what mm-hmm. have we got? One was the uh, spare tire nut, would not hold the spare tire on. Yep. We've yep. got another that was uh, a seat the back. Seats. The seat back yep. issue was something about the reclining seat might get stuck or not you know, do well in an accident. Don't know what that was. And the third was just announced this past week. And well, the, you forgot about the oil filter thing, too. Well, that wasn't a sa- that, it, that was a that was a production hold. It wasn't a consumer safety recall. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm talking about the the consumer safety. Like when they say you're safe, like get your car to the <laughs> dealer immediately. You're getting a right. letter from the Consumer Product Safety Commission or whatever it is that puts that out um, that says your car's been recalled. Need to take it. So this last one is for side impact standards that don't the car doesn't meet. And these are for 2015 minis produced from what January to the end of May of uh, of 2014. And this kind of, we go, listen, that's three safety recalls in seven months. I, if somebody correct me if I'm wrong, and you can look this up online, the R56, which had a seven-year lifespan from 2007 to 2014, had a total, a grand total of one consumer safety recall in seven years, and the new car has had three in seven months. But I think they should have had more. They just didn't. Well, at it, safety recalls, like what what other safety things do you think there were, Chad? Like seriously, this can hurt you. Um, not that the it, car might blow up because of a bad chain or no. Whatever I mean the the uh, the the turbo oil lines that are leaking like a sieve. Uh, I mean that is hot oil being spurt onto a turbo. It yeah. could definitely catch fire. Yeah. Well, and I think that the reason why the uh, the one recall that we had for the R fifty six was the the oil pump that. Actually, yeah, did the the water cars. pump, yeah, yeah, water pump. Would, the sorry, the water pump that actually yeah. did, you know, uh, cause and it would catch on fire. Yep, cause some cars, but it was a very small amount of cars that did catch on fire. Yeah, well, the thing is, is I think it was like three or four. I think it was a handful of of yeah. actually recorded, and that's where they're like, okay, this is a full on safety recall. So, um, I don't know, Alex. So, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, the, the manufacturing capabilities that Mini currently has, right? So they have like capability, capabilities production in Oxford, uh, in Austria, and also in the Netherlands, right? And so at the, at the right at this moment, they are le- they are dealing with three different platforms: uh, one for the Countryman and the Paceman, one for the uh, for the for the Coupe, the Roadster, and uh, convertible. So basically, yeah, yeah, and one for the F56, right? So, so I, I don't think this is the first time in the, in Mini's uh, history, I mean, new history, uh, that they had to deal with so many different platforms at the same time. So that's one thing. So that may prove to be uh, a stretch for them. But I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'm not. It, I'm not all knowledgeable on the matter. I don't think those are design problems, but more more likely manufacturing problems. And I would probably, if I was Mini, I would probably check like what what's going on on the at the operational level and at the manufacturing level rather than like the the design, the design level. But uh, it's it's. 
at this point, you're right, Todd. When you compare it to the life of the R56, it's pretty much well, because unacceptable. Uh, and I use that as an example. The R56 was a completely new car from the ground up. There wasn't... There was virtually no part on that car that was the same as the previous generation, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have predicted there would have been as many problems, yet there weren't. The problems we saw in the R56 were more longevity issues. The timing chain issue, the turbos going out too soon, you know, oil, the caking up, um, you know, carbon buildup on the engine. They were more longevity than, than immediate safety issues. DBU yeah. had issues with the R50 when it first came out. Oh um, yeah, but it was although they weren't I mean, safety it was recalls. All, it was it weren't they weren't there was no. none of them were safety related. Right, right. There weren't any like oh my gosh, there get this a, car there in. There were a or... ton of recalls, but none of them were safety related at all. Like nothing wrong with seatbelts or anything. It was right. all like just little niggly build quality stuff. Yeah, there's r- virtually four thousand minis produced in early 2014 that are being recalled as we speak. As right. you're listening to this show. They are right. in the process of being recalled now. Four doors. Eh. This is a four door eh. mini too. Let's make sure eh. we're. No, clear. no. Eh. This is a. This is a. The hardtop. No, this is just the. The hard. The, the F fifty. So, so yeah. what are they going to do to to fix a side they, impact crash disc? You know, like they, here's my theory. There, we don't know new panels. Yeah, like, yeah, Chad. That is exactly. This is going to be something major. This is going to be a visit to the body shop. Um, I think from from the couple of people I've talked to. Uh, I just think it's going to be a serious. It's like going to involve the car being, you know, in the shop for more than like a day. And here's the other thing: it just begs the question: What did they do at the end of May that caused these cars? Like, what was different from May production to June production? The exact same car, because there was so, so basically 2014's the last month of production were not affected. I have one of those in my garage right now, one of the the last ones. So we're not in the recall uh, for what it is. But it just makes you scratch your head a little bit and go, what did they do for the last 30 days that made the car fine? I think, yeah, I think uh, a couple of things, right? Maybe uh, the the F55 is also coming to the the chain, right? Right. uh, Maybe it's disturbing things. And also you could argue, you know, if everything remained the same, then... It's maybe it's due to uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the how do you say this uh, one of the uh, suppliers providers of parts right, right that, that are working with Mini yeah. that may be the case but when when I and it's even more surprising those consumer safety recalls right because when you I think it was like a couple months ago uh, the countryman got like a five star right. uh, rating for for crashing a test and uh, that's I mean that's impressive given the standards that there that there that there is now so that's what I'm saying it's it's. It, I think it's mini being stretched to thin at the at this very moment with those three different platforms rather than like a like a, a profound design you know design problems or you know uh, manufacturing problems. It's just they, they all. Uh, do I think. S- maybe well, I I remember from back in the day, you know, when we were trying to meet production and 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 come up with things, you you really could not delay it. So. Uh, remember way, way, way back in Minnie's life, uh, some of these windshields were cracking at the corners because of a stress right. that they would have. And, and basically they changed something you know, midstream uh, to gusset things a little bit better to uh, prevent that. Um, you know, It could be something as slight as, okay, we overlooked needing a bracket in this position to secure the proper safety standards of X, Y, and Z. Or the, you know, just like you guys are saying, Company X couldn't get us 
you know, bracket, you know, one, two, five in time to start the production. And we can't hold up yeah. the line of six million cars waiting for bracket. Let's start pushing them out, yeah. you know, because we need to start making money, you know, so. I don't know. I don't there, know. It's there's a, lots of possibilities in that realm. Uh, yeah. Alex, it does sound like you have some questions to ask our uh, our friends from Mini when you see them this week at the Detroit yes. Auto Show. The Hopefully, North Alex has got a little notebook running there. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I actually have. Uh, it's 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 funny you're saying this, Todd, because th th that's very useful. The uh, information you just gave about the the, the comparison between the the F56 and the R56, and it's one of the questions that we're gonna be having probably for Dave Dun uh, David Duncan. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, David, also, don't call me Dave. <laughs> yeah, we're also talking to uh, Lee Nadler of uh, marketing and uh, and crispy uh, of product management. But this question will most likely be for David. Yeah, and the interesting and, and the tough part for these guys at Mini USA is they're not on the design end of this. They get a little bit of input for things that that, that they think would sell in the U.S. They're like, we want this option, we don't want this option. They get a little bit of input there. But as far as the design and engineering goes, a lot of these questions are beyond their you know a, a realm of yes have yeah. anything to do about it now they have the information they could probably still answer the questions and mm -hmm. it's a tough position to be in to be you know david duncan to have to answer well we've had three safety recalls in the first seven months of this car's introduction or first eight months even um you know a lot of people could be writing articles where i'm not saying any, i'm not saying doom and gloom by any stretch of the imagination i don't think they're that big a deal but this side impact one does seem like it's a pretty big deal because they say that the car's yeah, not is. safe like yeah. it could be not safe in a in a side impact which means you literally need to park the car and stop driving it immediately if you have one of the affected cars that's my opinion and that is what these recalls are for so anyway okay moving on um, let's talk about JCW for a little while now, shall we? I'm not allowed to. I've been banned from the talk of JCW on the show. <laughs> well, okay, so then let's move on. <laughs> not and really. Alex wants to talk about this. Because <laughs> we've got new different. colors, we've got new accessories, we've got the JCW Aero Kits actually showing up in dealers. Uh, we've got friends that's already put it on their car. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, we've had the JCW Aero Kit for a couple of months now at dealers. Um, so there's two different aero kits, right? Like uh, there's the pro one, that's the one you order from the f uh, as an accessory, and then the other one that's come comes with the JCW. Am I correct, or uh, that's how's that work? That's still potentially to be seen. Um, okay. Only JCW we've seen so far is one. You get one option for a JCW kit. Um, it'll either come on the car or you can order it. That that's that's what I know. Now that being said, we were sent information for a new JCW Pro line that is slightly different. Uh, and part of the pro line is the exhaust that we drove um, uh, over the summer. Yeah. That, that additional upgrade and a new rear bumper treatment um, that is similar. The diffuser, right? Yeah, that is similar to the concept, the JCW concept that we saw at Detroit a year ago. So those couple of things, the green, what does everybody think of that green? It looks a little bit like the... The uh, Connor Green. Mm -hmm. uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I, I hope they show it at NIAS because I really, really want to see it like in the in the flesh. I'm really looking forward to this green. I think it looks a lot. It looks a little bit like the uh, the green they put on the WC50. Yeah, I think it does. Um, so yep. I maybe they'll actually have a car there because they're going to be showing off the JCW for the very first time. And yeah, yeah. My and guess is uh, Chili Red is going to be the, the flagship color because they – deleted that from all other options on minis and right. and made it exclusively JCW. So my guess is the car will be chili red. 
but yeah yeah i think and i think there will be a, as you just said i think there will be a big focus on the uh, on the jcw just because i thought they would be announcing the uh, the m2 uh, at Detroit, like a year before the car comes out, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I heard maybe you guys or maybe Gabe say in the past that you know when they release models, they really want for either brand, they really want everybody to be everybody's attention to be focused on one one specific car rather than making too many announcements at the same time. So I think it's going to be very much about the uh, the JCW this year and uh, and and maybe the M2 for Frankfurt. Uh, I don't know. Which you know, is which, which is, kinda... is interesting that. You know, while in the mini world, you know, all of us, all of our listeners and everything, we see the um, the idea of making chili red a exclusive color. But do you think it has the impact no. at an auto show? And this would be a great question for Alex there. Uh, do you think that having a chili red car here is making the impact of making this an exclusive JCW only color? When people are looking at it going, okay, it's a red car. We've seen that color for 12 years now on Mini. Yeah, I mean, they've, see, they've seen right. it at every auto show. They've right. seen it in every ad, ad. You know, to people, it's just a red car. Well, why would you not make a red car? That's just stupid. <laughs> you know, like, I'm talking for the basic auto enthusiast car buying public, not a Mini enthusiast. Oh, you know, my gosh. Why, why would you debut that? As something at the uh, at an auto show, uh, being you know this is the JCW car and it's in chili red and you can only get it in chili red, uh, is it going to make the impact that they're hoping? Nope. I tell I you, think one, it's just going to be glossed over. It's it's down to one thing: is that BMW now is in charge of these colors, and right. how right. many of us here like I think that BMW is good at choosing colors for their cars. I don't think any of us do. Not not me. Not really. No. Hand, I mean, seriously, not raised. No BMWs. You can get them in white. Black or twelve different gray. shades of gray. Gray. Yeah, oh, and don't forget the, and don't forget the three different shades of silver. Yeah, silver, yeah. silver, silver, gray, 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 black. black. I mean, there is and you white. Can, you can get red. You and then the elusive aqua. You know, like you can get red and blue on on BMWs, but they are so freaking rare. You never see those colors. Yeah, they're never out uh-huh. there. And now there's that that freakish gold color. That's on the M4, dude. I've yeah. seen that. But, car. no, I don't like that at all. I don't all. either. It's not attractive. I don't you either. Know, but in their defense, what's selling? Yeah, I know. Gray. Cars. Yeah, I know. But this is like a, this so is a vicious I, circle, right? Like you only pro, you only give gray as a choice to people. They're gonna buy gray. That's 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 the yeah, problem, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 the problem. And and I think many owners are are definitely. Um, a little bit outside that, and I will definitely say that we have a lot of gray cars that come through this place. As a, as a person who we wraps... also have yellows and greens <laughs> and stuff. I mean, we have a lot of more color coming through here than just gray cars. I will say so, this. I'm the last person on the show who will complain about this because as a person who makes a living at uh, taking cars and changing their colors for uh, a relatively inexpensive amount of money. Yeah. Um, I hope all, that Mini comes out with the most boring colors ever so that I will still have a job this year. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yep. Yep. Well, okay. So, there you go. There you go. All right, uh, the Clubman. No? Yes, let's talk about right. the Clubman. What do you have, think, be? We have uh, fresh pictures. We've got fresh pictures of the interior. We expe- I expected the interior to look the same as the F56. I think it still looks like a cool car. It's still something I'm really excited about. And we can't wait to see it without swirly graphics. It's, uh, it's wider, so they've changed the interior. Like The whole dash is different now. Yeah, it looks it looks big, like it looks, big, you know. 
There's a lot of plastic. I think it's going to be in between a hard top and a countryman size. I really do think. Yeah, it's... I think it's going to be big like that. But that's a. I mean, I think that's a car that a lot of people are looking for because they don't. Maybe they don't like the countryman. Well, right, and we know that there's a lot of people out there that just don't appreciate the looks of the countryman. I like it, and I'm not as big a fan of the five door as I thought I was going to be. And for the single reason of... I've Which got, I still haven't seen one in person. There are none at my local dealer. I want all of you to go as soon as you can and get the opportunity to, to find a mini five-door and get in and out of the car and try at your, your hardest not to hit your head so hard that you almost you see stars. Because <laughs> I thought it was just me. I thought, you know, I'm a tall drink of water. i got to get in and out of the car like this. No, that's not it at all. Everyone I've talked to at the dealer has like... Oh man, I smacked my head so hard getting into there because the door frame on the on the five door on the F fifty five is that right? Am I saying this right? Yeah, yeah. The door frame on the there's a frame around the outside of the door, yeah, um, right. Like it is on the Countryman. There's like a full metal rim where it's not just the glass when you open the door, and therefore that reduces the head height about three inches of getting into the car. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. we've been getting in and out of cars. DB, you've been getting in and out of minis for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Chad, you've been getting in and out of minis for 12 years. I yep. have. You do it without thinking now. You open the door, oh, yeah. you get in, and literally, we all probably miss cracking our head by less than a half an inch. Okay. Yep. We're just, we're used to doing it. It's habit. You do this. You can no longer do that in the new mini. You will hit your head so hard, you'll see stars. I swear to you, because it is three inches lower and you have to kind of fold yourself up to get in and out of this car. If you take the seat and you push it all the way down and go back far enough, there is a little more room to do it, but you still have to think about it. You have to rethink getting in and out of this car. And I am not a fan of the access and egress of this at that's, all. Uh, that's expected because our German friends are pretty tall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, and like I said, I'm not the only one. I thought it was just me. I'm a big guy getting in and out of the car. It's not terribly comfortable. But no, even the little people, <laughs> even the little people I know <laughs> at the dealer have had issues with it. And they're like, you just have to get used to ducking your head way down. And I'm like, I don't mm. want to do that. I'm gonna, I'm paying thirty thousand dollars for this car. I yeah, want to be able to get in and out of it. Yeah. yeah, no, you're it's right. Nonsense. Yeah. So crazy. Balls. It's, it, I hope I'm the club. At, is I'm better. looking at the picture and uh, I'm trying to see because this one doesn't have a, a nav system, right? So I'm trying to see where they would put the, uh, you know, the iDrive thing. It's in front the of thing. the. Do you see that? That yeah, yeah, it's it's it makes, kind of, yeah. Look it at makes the picture. No sense. There's there's an no. interior shot there, uh, and if you look really close, you'll see that there. It's actually. Um, kind of in in front of the gear shift lever. That's what it looks like, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it's that makes no sense. Why would you put it here? Wouldn't you put it like before the lever? You would think it would be more comfortable, but um, I, it leads me to believe everything's going to be voice based now. Yeah, well, it also leads me yeah. to believe that this car is still not done. Yeah, yes. because that's yeah. a weird spot for that. Because not only is it, it is. is it kind of in front of the shift lever, it's also closer to the it's on the passenger side of the car. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that would going to be like an awkward weird. reach around that you're going to have to deal with. I think this isn't done. I think this is spy shot. I think this is uh, a car with swirly graphics on the outside, and I think this interior isn't complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's close. Right. It's close. The but dash I just don't is. I think it's all the way done. The dash is definitely different. They've done away with the round. I think that was the big the big notice of here is yeah. the vents on the outside are no longer round. They're square, which doesn't bother right. me anymore. It used to bother me about it. Um, 
you know, the windows don't bother me anymore and the door locks don't bother me anymore because I've gotten used to it and it's actually more convenient. Gosh, I, I thought I'd be the last person to say that. Dude. I seriously thought I'd be the last person to say that, but it's actually more <laughs> no, no. It, it's actually more convenient to have the door locks and the doors. All right. All right. All right. So, that's all right, fine. That's fine. after owning the that's after owning the car for for what six or seven months now. One one thing that I like also from those pictures is the fact that the front uh, bumper treatment is uh, very similar to what we've seen in the concept like a year yes. ago. Thank uh, God. Just, Thank yeah. God. Because yeah. what is the one thing everybody hates about the F fifty six? The front the, the front bumper. the front bumper. The bumper treatment. It's 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 awful. Now that being said. Um, I've been trying to compile a list of cars that do the same thing, and the list is getting long. It's <laughs> um, almost all the new Mazdas do it. Yes. Um, Toyotas. Almost. Toyotas are doing it now, from Camry to Corolla. I haven't to... seen it on any Toyotas yet. Look at the new Camry. Um, the, new, got... uh, the new Hyundai's are doing it. Hyundai is doing it. Uh, so now we've got three pretty major car manufacturers that have got this ugly grill. Not to mention, grills are just becoming enormous. I saw like a, maybe it was a Nissan pickup truck or something. It was in my neighborhood. I was walking the dog and I'm like, holy crap, it was frightening the size of the grill on this truck. It was like mm. the entire front of the truck and went, no, no, just <laughs> no. What is wrong with car designers that they are designing the front ends of the cars to be so hideous? Lexus yeah, has the worst grill in the history of cars, in my opinion, right now. Well, I, I think a lot of it, a little bit, is government mandates. No, I don't buy it because not all cars are like that, Chad. There are well, still some good-looking cars. They have well; those designers have figured it out. I still think there. I still think that there's some people that have not figured out how to make the government regulations really work with what they want to design out of the car. How to make form follow function. Right. Exactly. And the people who are making the cars uh, that look good fit those functions, they figured it out. Well, versus to Alex's point, he is saying that they figured it out on the Clubman. And I agree okay. as long as the thing comes out like the concept. Mm-hmm. Because don't we all agree that that looks 10,000 times better than the F-56? Yeah, 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 I agree with you. But one thing I, I think we, we talked about a couple of episodes ago is that I don't think they found a way. I think they, they, they found a way like a long time ago. But for whatever reason, they decided to go with this front treatment for the F-56. I just don't, I just don't know. I say it's a trend. I'm telling yeah. you guys all right now, my opinion is it's a trend. And it is like a dark, the dark ages of automotive design, we all, many of us here, not Alex, <laughs> DB, you and I and Chad all lived through the dark design, the dark days of, of car design, uh, which 70s. are the late 70s and 80s. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Remember there, that? No, there was not an attractive car built from like 1977 through 1985. I'm talking, I'll just throw a few names out there. Sort the, of like the, the new Corvette. The Ford Mustang <laughs> Two. Oh, Dude. The the Chevy Chevette. <laughs> no. God. Remember the these cars? The Citation. We're, we're talking seriously. The dark any, ages. Any Ford? No, dude. Dodge darts were cool. The original yeah. uh, Chrysler minivans. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, even those were were like innovative in Oof. that they were. We'd never seen anything like that before. But I mean, there were some just really, really, really bad car designs in the late seventies, early eighties. It's just really, I mean, yeah, just bad. And I think we are in that in front grills just because I've noticed it in so many cars. And not every car has it. There's still some decent-looking cars out there um, that they've managed to Mm -hmm. 
to not have this ugly front bumper thing sticking out, this big black tongue, <laughs> you know, yeah. in front of the car. So, dude, seventies seventies Novas. <sighs> oh yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, they were trying. They were up, trying uh, to. They were trying to figure out how to do square back then. You know. Oh, dude, seventy-seven Malibu. <laughs> or or Monte Carlo. <laughs> I'm picking on Chevy right now. Before Ford, you're next. I mean, there were no good cars in the '70s. They were pretty. Oh yeah, Ford lost all credibility with the Mustang too, in my opinion. Oh, that car was horrible. AMC you know was pretty bad. At AMC, all of their AMC, AMC really made some bad. ugly cars. The Pacer, sure. <laughs> the Gremlin, the Gremlin, Gremlin and the Pacer, Pacer wasn't horrible. Gremlin was bad. And I'm sure we'll get a lot of emails from people that are like, I love that because it was my first car. That's fine. (laughs) We understand. Everyone loves their first car. But we're still going to hate. I think we're at a second where we're going to remind you guys about one of our other sponsors here underneath the White Roof. Which tonight, the second guys that we love these guys so much, and we know you love them too because I know you guys are going and spending all your money at them with them as well. And that, of course, is our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com coolest stuff for your mini it's all like handcrafted made out of like aluminum and carbon fiber and unobtainium all top-notch stuff all like handcrafted laser cut dude words like lasers cravenspeed.com the dipstick that we like so much because you can actually read it uh, and it doesn't break the uh the new cola koala intake manifold spacer which is supposed to be awesome the f56 intake which i hear is amazing the platypus license plate mount so you don't have to have the license plate enough to drill holes in your front bumper. All cool stuff, plus a whole bunch more over at CravenSpeed.com. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so that you get updated whenever cool stuff happens at CravenSpeed, like they post stuff on the blog or uh, a new item goes into the CravenSpeed shop. Super awesome stuff. Go over check them out. CravenSpeed.com, home of the uh, FlexPod mount system. And you stopped calling it the squeezy thing. Nah, I was going to say AKA the squeezy thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was having dinner with a friend out here in Arizona this uh, this week. And um, a couple of my friends actually, and one of, I was talking to one of them. He says, yeah, my squeezy thing doesn't quite fit my phone. I go, that was a concern for me because my squeezy thing won't fit an iPhone six. Right. Really? I mean, no, it's it, it's not big enough. It's it's made to basically hold an iPhone five ish that that width of a phone, and and then so we're talking about the squeezy thing, and then our other friend also has a mini, but she says, "What do you guys mean? What's a squeezy thing?" <laughs> so you had to go out in the garage and show, right? That's actually the flex pod mount, and it is yeah. the greatest thing for your mini. If you don't have it for your mini, you should have it for your mini, and it's only available over at cravenspeed.com. Just go over there, click on mini, click on smartphone GPS mounts. And you'll find all of Did, them there. They've got the scissor. It's called a scissor mount. Uh, and then there's the, the double XL clamshell. Then there's the Fixie and the Pro Series. All it, of these, this is what you need for your car to actually mount your phone, your GPS, whatever. It's awesome. Does it fit the iPhone 6 now? Uh, I think the XXL fits the iPhone 6. Okay. Up, no, up to four inches wide. I think they should change the name to the squeezy thing. It would be easier for everybody. I really wish I keep, <laughs> I'm going to start petitioning uh, Craven to change the name to squeezy thing. <laughs> Just because that would be funny. Anyway, um, so yeah, where were we at again? Uh, Jalopnik S hats. <laughs> That's all you need to say. We just need to post a link to the video of the guy who ruined cars and coffee for everyone. Oh my god! Oh this my guy. god! What a douche nozzle this guy! 
Yeah, you know, it's really sad because I really like not the M4, but I like the M3. So I was kind of really sad when I saw this, and I'm guy, and I'm like, if I if I had my own dealership, I would screen people like, are you an ass ad? Because if you are, I'm not gonna sell you a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not selling you this car. You are not smart enough to own this car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't want your money. Just get out. <laughs> what we're talking about, if you if you've not seen this, click over to. Whiteroofradio.com. We'll put I'm gonna a- actually, I'm, I'll post this. I'm gonna post this video in. Oh, I'm watching. Oh my god, I'm watching it now. The guy's a total, total well, dipshit. Now he's driving like the wrong. Oh, we'll put a link the over in our, down the street on our Facebook he page. Totally, we'll like, put it over, over like the the center medium of a uh, median of the road. He's, what an idiot! It, he's trying to be cool. <laughs> he's funny, like. He- He's leaving. He even get out of his car. Like everything's fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> no, the guy's got a brand new M4, BMW M4, and he's trying to be cool, leaving cars and coffee in Northern yeah. California somewhere. And he he leaves real calm, and then he gets on the street. And in I guess his own defense, this is the only defense he has. There aren't any other cars on his street going in his direction. So he punches it a little bit. Tries to do a little smoky burnout. Right. Well, the car, the M4's got a pretty good amount of power. It fishtails. He loses control. He leaps the median in the center. Leaps. Full airborne. It's like Dukes of Hazzard. It's like Dukes of Hazard, like airborne, and slams into the lanes of oncoming traffic. Miraculously doesn't hit anyone or anything else. Um, he says in a in a later post that he didn't cause any damage, and then he tried to defend it, going, "Well, the car's never let cut loose like this before." <laughs> and I found out later that my right front tire was two pounds low, and that's got to be why it happened. And I'm like, "Just shut up, just own your shit, and say <laughs> you screwed up, man." <laughs> yeah. Just, anyway, I'll post a link. That you guys will probably have already seen this video over on the White Radio Facebook page. Yeah. So it floated around. It was the talk of Jalopnik a whole day last it week. It was really funny. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm looking at it. Speaking of Jalopnik, really quick, I want to remind you guys, there's a bunch of you I don't think that knew. We actually talked to uh, one of the fine writers over at Jalopnik on the last episode. I think a lot of you guys might have missed it with the holidays. I'm going to repost that as well. Uh, episode 400 and, uh, 534. It was a great show. You guys, A bunch of you guys missed it, so you should go back and check that out. Yeah, Patrick from Jalopnik, who actually owns a Mini and drives a Mini. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. It was a great show. It was a great show. And you guys missed it. So I'll repost that so you don't Well, because it went up like the day before Christmas or two days before Christmas. Like two days before Christmas. I totally get that. So I'll reshare that one make sure you guys see it. But it was was a really great show, and I think you guys would like it a lot. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So go check that out. So moving on. Absolutely. And we are at one hour now. So I think we're going to might have to be done, and we might have to do the other thing later. Yeah. Or should we keep going? It's up to you guys. We can make it fast. We can, yeah, yeah, we, can do five, do we can do five, ten minutes. I don't care. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's do five, ten minutes. Okay. All right, Chad. Um, so, so this is actually kind of funny. And Chad, this this got Chad's, we'll say Chad's blood boiling pre-show a little bit. His I actually make him stop because, you know, there's a rule you have to save it for the show. Save, I've got the shirt. The right. Got, right. got the shirt. says so keep calm and save it for the show. Um, and it's about answering um, questions that come into the motoring file inbox as well. So you guys write into the Ask Chat inbox here on White Refredo, and uh, people do that over on motoring file. Uh, except the problem with the people over at motoring file, and I can tell you this, the fine and good-looking White Refredo audience members, I can tell you guys this because you guys are smart and you pay attention. Um, sometimes the motoring file readers, well, hmm, not so much. They, it's actually meaningless. It's, it's comical. I mean, it's, it's file, sad. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's sad because we get emails to the motoring file inbox from people that think they're emailing Mini. 
which is weird because Motoring File website, at the very top of the Motoring File website, I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. Hold on. Yes, it says motoringfile.com at the top. So I don't quite understand. So anyhow, this is kind of a problem, I think. And Chad, well, I think it, you in in this defense on this on this email that we got, it was basically uh, somebody looking for help. And uh, you know, I know I've uh, Gabe has reached out to me uh, several times for other people who have reached out for help, uh, just as uh, people do to me um, on a daily to hourly basis. Uh, right. Going, what's going on with my car? Uh, what part do I really need to fix it? Uh, how can I help you? You know, um, and. It's an interesting thing is there's a a a level of non help non serviceability not you know not being able to help the customer that mini has really lost touch of or doesn't want to touch or uh, doesn't do it or doesn't know what to do with it you know um customers that are really, really frustrated in their cars. Yeah. And the dealers are just telling them, eh, it's normal. Totally yeah. normal. Uh, case in point, today I had a customer call me, and he's on his fourth timing cassette on his Oof. car. Hmm. 75,000 miles. So that means he's been putting in a timing cassette every 20,000 miles, basically. 25,000 miles. Uh, his dealer told him, yeah, it's totally normal. This is the maintenance that this car needs. <laughs> uh, excuse me. What? Yeah. No, uh, you can take this one back. I will. I don't want this car anymore. And <clears throat> there's always an exception to any rule. On any car, there's always some weird scenario that, you know, that sorry, that transmission got machined wrong. Uh, didn't get put together right, you know, we'll warranty this one out. It's good. But I I might see a trend of people limiting cars more because I could tell you that this guy, the best thing he ever did was buy the extended warranty when he was on his second timing chain at 49,000 miles. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to save myself here. Yeah. And all of these have been covered under warranty. But why? You know, I could see, yeah, somebody who doesn't maintain a car at all uh, going through two timing chains. Yeah, that's fine. But four timing chains is excessive on I would any have car. To agree. And really, so why is his dealer just fluffing him off and being, no, it's normal. It's fine. Why haven't they gotten somebody a little higher up involved? Why do some dealers not have... Uh, qualified tech that could work on a Gen 1 car <laughs> at all. Wow. Um, or even a uh, N14 motor, really. Wow. Yeah, you would think. And, and um, I, again, I do not know if this is 100% true. A particular dealer that has been brought light to me doesn't have any qualified techs at all. No, that can't be possible. That's got to be part of their contract. That's got to be uh, part of their deal where they're going to have for service. He's got to have qualified technicians. I, you would think so. One would think you'd have certified techs. If, you know, if you're a state certified mechanic or I don't know what, you know, each state is different, you know, you could physically have people doing things on cars and not be a mini qualified tech. Yeah. 
if that's not a mini thing, but I don't know. It's just something that somebody said to me. It's like, well, that, that could be true. I don't know. You know, who knows? I can't imagine it would be, but, you know, stranger things have happened. So, you know, while we, you know, continue on this, uh, this path of, of, you know, knowing what's going on with me and, and seeing certain faults and stuff, is there a lack of qualified technicians? Is there a lack of, of uh, true dealers understanding what their customers want and actually helping them to, to make a happy customer. And that could be the downfall of a, a certain operation of the dealers because you could make the best car. And we talked about this earlier in the show, like, it, are they are they failing with certain aspects of the car? No, not really. There are setbacks here and there, but will the long term serviceability of the cars be their downfall? Right. You know, because I, I think we've all seen it. Yeah. You know, from from day one. So yeah. so following what Chad is saying, I, I have a question for him and and also Todd because he's also working closely with a mini dealer. Mm-hmm. So how do they? Uh-huh. How are they being held accountable for following up on any training that they take or, you know, their uh, sales reps or anybody for that matter that works at a dealer? How are they being, uh, being held accountable by Mini USA to follow on whatever Mini USA is telling them to do and make, making sure they are, they are doing it the right way, right? Because you could, have, you could always have, you know, all the training you want in the world, but if nobody is actually being held accountable for anything... You know what's the what, what's the point at the end of the day? So I'm, I'm just curious if there is any sense of, you know, Mini US actually checking that everything is going the way it's supposed to be going, or is it not the case? Well, I think the the well, the only accountability would be is that if it's a if it's warranty work that they're doing, Mini only pays for it if certain things are done and certain procedures are followed. And right. you know, there's only so much you can do to follow up that they don't have somebody you know looking over the shoulders of all the techs all the time doing it, but they are trained and the techs, you know, get paid and get bonuses and everything based on their surveys that come in also for, you know, the work that was done on the cars. And they all know that on a weekly basis, there's a chart out in the shop that shows how everybody's doing and how they're doing against the, the region and how they're doing against the national average. So, you know, if they're screwing up and not doing a good job, um, it's going to be like, they're not going to be there for long, is, is kind of right. my opinion. Yeah, and, and I don't think, uh, you know, there's any one tech or any group of techs or any multiple techs that are like, you know, we just don't care, whatever, I'm just right. here to get a paycheck. I mean, but there is a, you know, back to the whole, like, we're not allowed to tell you anything's broken with your car because that's the BMW, you know, standard. You know, we're, we're just allowed to fix what you complain about. You know, no, that's not. I think a lot of dealers, the good dealers, and I know my dealers not like that at all. They'll when when a car comes in, they'll usually give a free inspection. Like if the car's up on the no, lift, yeah, they'll, they'll the walk around. Do, but they'll I think look at the, the tires. Like, of them, even if you don't ask about it, they'll go, "Hey, listen, we noticed your tires are in need of replacing." And a lot of people complain because there are dealers who are um, not as honest, and they'll tell people, "Oh, yeah, you need new tires." When in reality. They could go another 10,000 miles before they need new tires. They're like, yeah, you do need new tires. You just don't need them today. You might need them in six months. 
So uh, that's the hard part of being a consumer is like finding uh, dealers in tech that you can trust that you right. can go in. And Alex, you've had this conversation with myself and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot over the years. It's like, well, I need somebody I can trust. When they tell me I need to make sure they're not BSing me or just trying to make to pad the bill, okay? And right. I think that's difficult. You need to inform yourself enough or get a second opinion. You know, if the yeah. mini dealer says, here's the list of things that need to be done, you know what? Take it to Chad and go, hey, Chad, what do you think? And, you know, Chad might go, hey, for 40 bucks or 50 bucks, I'll look over it and I'll tell you what I think, but I'm not going to do it for free necessarily. Maybe I will if I like you or, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the interesting thing, too, is, I mean, we had a guy call today and he, he talked about, uh, you know, he rebuilt the motor in his car, had a machine shop do all the stuff and blah, blah, and he put it back in and then all of a sudden it wouldn't start. And right. it's like, okay, it ran... Well, crappy, it ran when it when when he took the battery out, unplugged everything, did everything it should, plugged it all back in, and then all of a sudden now it won't start. And the shop is telling him he's got a bad ECU. I was like, well, eh, I don't know, you know, just unplugging it is not going to make a bad ECU unless you did something, you know, like you need to look into it a little bit further before you spend fifteen hundred dollars on it, you know, and obviously there are only so many dealers. Uh, nationwide and some people may not have access to somebody like me or right. uh, helix or way or or you know anybody that uh, that really knows the car and there are more independent shops that are springing up that do know a little bit more uh now than the average euro shop but you know if you can't trust a dealer in you know uh, say detroit you know what's your other option you've got all the way across the state or you've got a different state you know so your your drive that started out as 45 minutes which you still complained about has now become a two-day trip or okay. or something like that and that's the the hard part of not having uh you know a chevy dealer on every other corner you know so i'm just wondering if it's going to become a long-term possibility that uh, the serviceability of these cars is not being taken care of, and it could become a black eye in their name. You know, I think that's uh, something that Mini is more more or less aware of because uh, <clears throat> you know you guys have heard the stories about you know them changing a clutch for someone or you know doing any massive work and not actually charging the clients for charging the customer for people that may be out of warranty right the, yeah. although although those those i think those initiatives are great i mean this is you know like great customer experience it is not solving the problem in the long term you're just you know putting a band hate on something that you know that is not uh you know the, it's, it's not going to last forever and and maybe like the deeper problem is maybe the level of quality of some of the techs that are being hired by by some of the dealers and and Todd, that's funny you're saying looking at second opinion because i was I was uh, <laughs> I was mapping uh, the the way from uh, Boston to iTunes to see how much long it would take me to have my car serviced by uh, by Chad. <laughs> by Chad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is hey, anytime. Come on by. That is very yeah. funny. Well, and there I think it, it is difficult because for many for many USA, the face of the after the sale of the car, the face of the company is the the service department of your dealer. Right, because yeah. that is your only connection to Mini when there's an issue or when something's going on, and it is very important, I think, for Mini USA 
to have a say and have control of that and and I do think it's a big deal so I don't know I, I it's a question I think that needs to continue being asked hmm. yeah and it, 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 it definitely you know needs to be raised some eyebrows at the the mini uh, you know corporate level to say okay do we need to address this do we need to create a position for somebody who is really smart and knows how to map this out and be able to track some of this, not just the fact of gathering data and stuff like that, but actually making some real changes, um, whatever that is, yeah, so that know. the customers feel like they're getting their full uh, full dollars worth. And I'm not just talking, okay, we're going to cover this clutch for you because you know you've been a longtime customer. I'm talking like real straight up, you know, honest truth. And shops like myself, we're in business because we'll tell the customers, like, look, yes, your engine mount is broken, but no, you don't have to fix it right now. Right. You can if the money is there. And you know what? The, that's a respectable thing to fall out. That is a know? respectable thing to do, and that's what people want to hear. And I hear my dealer do that all the time, the service department. They're yeah. like, listen, and, and this, good, is, but... this is what's wrong with your car. It's, it's leaking this, okay? Now... It's okay to drive. It's not going to blow up, but you need to get it taken care of fairly soon. Like, we're, you know, right. you don't have to do it today, but it's going to cost you X number of dollars, okay? And it needs to be done. Don't let this go or it's going to be a bigger problem, okay? Right. It's just like your doctor telling you, hey, you need to lose weight. You're not going to die tomorrow, but you need to lose weight. And you go right. home and you've been told, <laughs> you've been told. <laughs> so it's, it's a very similar situation, um, yeah. And I think it's well, just we actually gotta... take people out right in the shop and we show them exactly. You oh know, yeah, my what is broken, that... why yep. it's broken. Yep. Uh, or how to check, you know, if it is leaking a fluid, you know, where that fluid is coming. How they, you know, show them exactly what we see. You know, see, you know, see this particular thing. Yep, I see that. Okay, you see what is leaking. Oh yeah, definitely. That needs to be taken care of. I mean, that that will. You can tell somebody it's like it's right. leaking coolant, and they're like, oh, okay. I don't know what that means. It might have... if you if you show them the actual <laughs> leaking coolant. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't. Like, we can't let that go. It puts a sense of urgency in their car. Um, you know, where some people are like, you know, look, that oil leak is not that bad. Let's watch it. It's not going to just start spurting oil. And I, you, as me, as a as a you know shop uh, you know operator, uh, we have to also judge the customers. Because if if there's an oil leak at all, certain customers, it's got to be fixed. It's got to be fixed right now. Right. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. No, it's got to be fixed right now. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, just here's a little less coffee. Have some milk. You know, you know. But there are other customers. It's like you know, this needs to be fixed, but it can be fixed right away, and they understand. You know what that means. Going okay, it's just a small seepage. I can save up some money. I can get it done, versus throwing in the panic button. So, but you also deal with customers like I do. DB, you deal with customers too every day, uh, mm -hmm. as do I. Where your people like you have some customers, you literally want to tell them to go f themselves because you you just don't want to deal with them. They're being unreasonable for whatever reason. And terrible. And I've seen it at the mini dealer too. People are just a, a belligerent and unreasonable. They're like, no, this is ridiculous. My car's only five years old. This shouldn't be happening. What is wrong? I want to speak to a manager. And they get all up in arms. It doesn't happen very often, but it can happen. And you just want to go. Sometimes it's just that they're having a bad day. And right. That's what spurred the you know set right. them off yeah, you almost have okay. to be part psychologist in a job working with customer service like that so yeah yeah, yeah. you do 
Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Do, do right, you cool. oh, Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. No, I was I was wondering if also your friends at Eurotech are also getting some of those frustrating customers from mini dealers. Uh, yeah. Well, they they come in and they're frustrated at the dealer, and then you know, uh, it, it's like the same thing if you go to see Chad. It's like everything gets done, gets done easily, gets done less expensive than they would have paid for at the dealer, and then they just kind of go, "How come I didn't know about you before?" You yeah. Know? yeah, that and kind of it, thing. And then it, it's just like all of a sudden, and just because you know Chad's a nice guy, Jerry's a nice guy, Way's a nice guy, the boys over at Helix are nice guys, and they're all just nice, and they just want to take care of their customers, right? And they're all just yep. enthusiastic about it, and so they're just like, "Well, thanks for coming in. Please come back and tell your friends." And well, and they're not they doing do. they're not doing less of a job, but you've got less overhead at places like Detroit Tuned and Helix mm-hmm. and wherever and, yeah. and Eurotech, Eurotech yeah, because exactly. you know the dealer they got you know nine techs working and a well, million yeah, dollar electric bill. Like a marketing budget for Mini USA, yeah. and a whole bunch of other and things. Insurance and the, I mean, there's there's millions of dollars right. you know wrapped up in there and stuff. And Labor. and I still have customers that are all like, "Well, you are just way too expensive." It's like, well, you know, go to the you, dealer. Well, <laughs> go to the dealer, which is even more expensive, where you can have the other guy do it, and he does it wrong, and then you got to have come back and have me do it. So you're gonna pay and for it twice. It's not the fact that you know, like that's just a line. I see that on a daily basis. Of people calling brake pads wrong or whatever, and you put these in yes, backwards. Not every not every car is the same, but <laughs> yeah. it's the fact of I know this car; it will be done right, and you will have absolutely no problems when we get done with it. Mm. Or you can go there, and it will be hundred bucks cheaper or something like that. But it's called reputation, my friend. It will it will be back in three months because. You know, part X wasn't installed right, and now it's binding up, and it just needed a little lube. And we put that lube in yeah. when we do it, but they don't. You know, so yep, it's called reputation. Uh, and Chad, you've earned it. Eurotex has earned it. Uh, yep. Helix has it. I mean, I hope I have a little bit of reputation that that people can trust me. So that's what it takes. And you're gonna have to find a dealer that has a good reputation and go from there. Right. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Um, but I think we might be done. Yep. For those of yeah. you who like a long show, we got you're it welcome. For you. um, thought we'd knock that out for you. Really quick, one last thing before we finish up. Uh, with it being a new year, I want to remind you guys it's time to upgrade your calendar. And I'm putting a link in the show notes. It's already there, in fact. Go back over, back over to whiterefredo.com. Check out the show notes. There's a link to the Motoring Alliance calendar. I've already got my copy. It's very nice. And it would appear there's still some in stock. Craven Speed selling them over on their Amazon shop. Go over there, pick one up. It's prime and everything. Go get it. It's like 20 yeah. bucks. Big deal. And you need and, a calendar. You need a calendar and, anyway. And not only are you supporting Morning Alliance, but you're also supporting our show sponsor, Craven. See, one double two. whammy, double whammy, done and done. <laughs> we all like Morning Alliance. MorningAlliance.com. If you guys do the message boards, that's the message board you want to be on. Stay away from all those silly Facebook groups. Those are rubbish. Go over to <laughs> MorningAlliance.com. I'm not kidding. And uh, the word on the street Except is except for, for uh, your club. You can do your club uh, thing, but go to yeah. Memory Lines. You can for get all, all the white refrain list uh, there, too. The what, Chad? Yeah, for all of the uh, the people that are going to be at the Dragon this year, you may not even recognize Nate because he's like this uh, slim, trim. He's lost trim, like 1,000 uh, pounds. He's, it's amazing. Yeah. How, uh, I mean, how, he, how he's looking stuff. like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's doing good. Keep up the good work, Nate. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We really like that. Poor Nate. Good guy. Uh, yeah, so go buy the calendar for crying out loud. You need one anyway. Just saying. And MotoringAlliance.com. It's the best message board for Mini Coopers out there, I think. Also, you know what else he does? I don't know if he'll do it again. But since the downfall of Final Gear, which we were all really sad. I think we talked about that about a couple shows back. Yeah. Final Gear was the site we used to go to to get the 
to get our Top Gear fix. That's how we would download our Top Gear. Uh, well, yes, no, he will not be doing that. Oh, they uh, if they the got him season, too. Well, they, well, I don't know if they actually sent him anything, but anybody as of recent, their uh, cease and yeah. desist notice, and uh, it's not just sad. the fact that uh, they tell you to stop doing it. They send it to your, your internet provider, and then they shut your site down. So right. uh, not we good. would rather have Motoring Alliance than uh, not having then, it. So then Top Gear. You can get not, Top Gear other ways. We'll talk offline <laughs> about that. Yeah, he's not, he's not chancing it. All right, fair enough. Okay, anyway, so that's enough about that. Uh, but well, you can email Jeremy Clarkson at. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can just ping him. It's uh, he's on he's on the Twitter too. If you want to, yeah, yeah. Just have all those boys are on Twitter. They're fun to follow. Nice. Um, but I think otherwise we are done for the night. Thanks for sticking yeah. us out for yet another year. Like Todd mentioned, this is our tenth anniversary. Uh, we got some cool stuff planned later in the year. Should Yay. be a lot of fun. Super excited. Um, and don't forget to keep an eye out for us to be at the North American International Auto Show. Alex, Gabe, and Nathaniel are going to be there uh, recording gear in hand and going to answer all the questions and ask all the questions and get all the answers. Should be really cool. We'll have that up as soon as we get it, obviously, which will be awesome. Right? Right. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think we're done otherwise. So this is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns, you can click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, Inc., this is DP. I'm done. Cheers. See ya. A bientôt.